Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of She Saw. This is Kathy, and tonight we have a subject that um, it's personal to me, and it might be personal to a lot of you listening, and it might be something some of you are throwing around within your own life in your own mind. But my guest tonight is Leah Fox, and you know her as a previous um, co-host of mine uh, quite often. Welcome back. Nice to be here. Yeah, and this time we're actually together. We're in Huntsville, so that's, you know, I'm back here now, so I can be reunited with everyone, and it's great. So we're actually in the same room, so that's good. It's wonderful. Our set, our, well, let's just start with the name of the podcast. The name of the podcast is Explants. And what that means is it's people who have had their breast implants removed for whatever reason that might be. And everybody's, some people have a story behind why they have theirs removed. And some people just decided that it was probably best for their health that if they had them, that they should have them removed. So, Leah, you just went through this. I did. How fresh are we out of it? We are about four weeks post-op. Oh, yeah, you're fresh out of it. How are you feeling? I feel great. Okay, you look great. And here's the thing that I that I find fascinating. I've had mine removed. Um, much different experience. Much, much different experience. And we'll, we'll go through a little bit of that. But um, I expected when, when I, when they were finally out that I would feel so empty, sort of, you know, I expected to feel like, oh, I'm just going to feel, it's going to be weird. I'm not going to feel as womanly or whatever, you know, whatever that thing is. And I actually felt more so than I did when I had them there. Um, so how do you feel about that? Because you look great, and you're a tiny lady too, so this just suits your overall body type to me. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look fabulous. Um, I, I guess for me, afterwards, when all of the wrap came off and the gauze and the tape, and I was able to actually see myself in the mirror, there was more of a, a reclamation yeah. You know, a deep, um, a deep feeling of uh, apology to my own body. Yeah, and I was thankful, like you were saying, is I, I felt all me. Yeah, and and there's, it's it's hard to explain really because you live with something like I left. I lived with those for, I think it was like twenty three years, twenty three, twenty four years that I had them. And I always knew they were there. People are like, oh, you just get, no, I always knew they were there. I knew when I rolled over in the bed at night, they were there. I knew when I couldn't really feel what I should be feeling during intimacy, that they were there. Mm -hmm. I knew that, and and when I taught yoga, Mm -hmm. I knew what they made themselves completely aware that they were there. So, you know, it wasn't something I ever got used to. It was always something that felt foreign to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was, I remember probably a, a couple of years before mine burst that I was like, I really need to start looking into or figuring out how I'm going to get these removed because I know they're nearing their end and I'm, I'm over it. They took care of it for themselves. But yeah, I, I just long to know what, what I felt like without them. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it, I don't know. I can't just, I know you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. But if you if you haven't had them and and you have that you have that disconnect from them, 
I don't know that you understand what I'm saying. And there's probably women out there who have them that don't think anything of them. And they're perfectly happy with them and good for you. Like, no worries there, no problem there, and no judgment there. I'm just saying for me, it didn't feel right. I'm in agreement. And I'll, and I'll you know, kind of hashtag or asterisk is, you know, what each of us women decide for our own bodies is for ours for ourselves to make that sure. decision so yeah. i'll go on the the upright and say that right now yeah and yeah. i i feel similarly that was my experience with them i know after i had them done and one they were bigger than what i thought they were going to be they always are they always are and i i don't know i, I just feel like plastic surgeons feel like they have to be bigger than what you say that you want, mm-hmm. which I find I have a problem with because if I tell you what I want, especially if it's going in my body, that is what I want, not right. what you think I want. Right. Don't do me any favors. No. <laughs> I mean, and, and like you were describing earlier, it's like, you know, wherever you were, you felt that they were already there. You yeah. Know, they, were, they were there. And for me, it became more apparent um, that feeling, that precise feeling is when I got into yoga. Yeah. And I felt like they were there in the room before I was. <laughs> yeah. And there were certain poses that I, I, I didn't want to get into. or I You couldn't. Or I couldn't. Or I, it felt absurd to try and even right. attempt it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and also, I think that's part of yoga speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, you're so in body with yoga. And that's not really body. Mm-hmm. It's not flesh. Mm-hmm. So if it's not the flesh, the the message and the breathing doesn't get incorporated into what isn't breathing, mm-hmm. what isn't breathing. So it's left out of the practice. So therefore it is, it feels kind of like a shield. It kind of is. And maybe you know, it is. That's up a the whole nother. Yeah. yeah that's it felt a, like it covered up the heart space. Well, technically, yeah. Technically, for me, I, I know after I had them removed, and like I said, it's only been four weeks, and so I feel probably in a very vulnerable space, anyways. Right. So, definitely feel more emotional. <laughs> well, I think it's a coming home oh, sort yeah. of uh, feeling for you, and and it and it did for me too. I sat down with my body before, right before I had mine taken out, and and sort of an apology um, and and also a, a, a thanks that I've made it this far with these and, and not had any sort of sicknesses or um, any breast issues, you know, breast cancer or anything that, that was missed or not detected. I just kind of sat with myself for a second and forget, asked myself for forgiveness and and, and just prepared myself for another phase because I had had them 20-something years. And that's a phase of life. I mean, that was, I got mine right after I had my youngest child. And then, you know, it was like 24 years later when I had them taken out. So it was like all of those years, those those were with me. So I, it's almost like luggage you carried around, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. like luggage. So I don't, didn't remember an adult part of myself that didn't have have them. So I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. I'm going to feel different about myself. So I wasn't sure what I was going to feel, but I felt better. Mm. 
I felt better. So what led you to go this way? Yeah, unlike you, I didn't have that that same story for me. I think my apology came afterwards is having realized what I put my body through. So it was, I got my my implants when I was, what, in 2000. And, 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 you know, life goes along and had my kiddo. And um, it wasn't until probably about 2015, I started just not feeling well. And, you know, talked to my doctors, had the panel of tests done, they tested all my hormones. And they said, no, I was well within the parameters, you know, whatever that means. And that's another, you know, conversation in of itself. But it wasn't until 2020 that I was really starting to feel this chronic fatigue, always tired, a myriad of other different symptoms, brain fog, whatnot went to the doctors, they did the panel of tests, and then I found out that I had an autoimmune disease. And then fast forward just a little bit, and after that point, I I did try to do some prescription medicines as well as some hormone replacement therapy. None of it really worked, and that's when I dove into Ayurveda, and that's a Another topic. And I was able to manage what was going on with my body for a couple of years. And then probably not, but at the beginning of 2022, I was having some issues. And I knew that we needed to, um, I needed to go back to the doctors. And um, they weren't able to say anything, that anything was different. And that's when I made the decision that, you know, something is amiss. I don't know what it is. And somebody referred me to see the documentary X-Plant. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think after I watched it, I, I you texted did. you. And you I did. said, hey, this is what's up. Yeah. And after that movie, I, I actually during that movie, I cried. Yeah. Because during that movie, you, uh, they talked about autoimmune disease being a, a marker yeah. coming from breast implants as well of as well as all of these other symptoms that they categorize as breast implant illness. Mm-hmm. And while it's not necessarily diagnosable, what was diagnosed within me was the autoimmune. Right. And that's what made me decide that I without a doubt and without delay I wanted to get them removed. Smart choice, yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny too that there's been this rise that I've noticed. I would say, you know, I don't know when I started noticing it, maybe when I was in my mid to late 30s, because you're around other women in the workforce and stuff like that. But I started noticing in, I don't know, about 15 years ago, I would say that I started just hearing a lot about fibromyalgia and autoimmune diseases and stuff and it seemed like it was kind of out of the blue like it seemed like it was there was just this spike in this stuff like all these women I knew had this fibromyalgia and stuff and I'm like well what exactly is that right Right. and then when you dig into it, it it's a lot of different things and it could be one thing for one woman it could be another thing for another I mean it's like this broad spectrum that can fall under this title or whatever you know but what's a common thread mm-hmm. and I wonder sometimes if because it's very common for women to have implants I mean a, a lot of us do these days it's not uncommon 
you know, and I wonder if they've connected a dot. And I'm not saying that your implants are making you sick. I'm just saying that I just started noticing that it seems like just women are getting this fibromyalgia women and I understand our systems are completely different and you know we're going to have issues men don't have but I I, I remember being curious even then like there's got to be a common denominator here for some of these women right there's got to be something that nobody wants to really talk about of course they don't want to talk about yeah like Could my boobies be making me sick? I mean, it's a definite possibility because it's a foreign object that your immune system is going to sort of attack when it, you know, that it's in your body. But but even moreover, there aren't any doctors that are going to ask you that question. Hey, do you have breast implants? It might be your breast implants. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, um, nobody has, no doctor. has. Why do you think that is? (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, it's not like a plastic surgeon is doing life or death surgeries here. This is it. And, and they do great work in, in, in some cases where they're needed, you know, face reconstruction, you know, all sorts of things. I'm not saying it's a bad industry at right. all, but they're not life or death doctors. This isn't, this isn't. It's not like if if you're going to a doctor for a physical and to find out what is wrong with you, it would seem that if there is something within your body that's causing you to be sick, that that would come up if they know that. Well, one, I I, I don't think it would be your your surgeons, your plastic surgeons that are going to identify this. Well, no, it's not in their best interest to no. do so. But what about a, another doctor? Like, mm-mm. Because really, once you have your implants in, you don't really go back to your plastic surgeon unless you have an issue. So if you're sick and you're going to the doctor and they know that this could be something on the radar, my question is, why is this not being brought up? And I'm not expecting you to answer that. No, yeah, I I think there are probably more. It's a question to ponder. Yeah, it's a question to ponder, and it's not one that I feel well-equipped in answering because I... I just know it was never diagnosed in me, oh, that you have breast and implant illness. You know, it was, no, you have a autoimmune disorder or a disease, you mm-hmm. know, I, and there's a litany of them out there. And I, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and it's not in my genetic makeup. It's not, nobody in my family has it, but everybody said, well, what's your issue? Meaning, you know, it might've been that you had mono when you're a kiddo and you have Epstein-Barr. You know, there was a litany of other reasons as to why my body was attacking itself. Nobody ever thought about it being the breast implants. Yeah. And these are these, uh, breast implants are foreign objects being placed into our bodies. Right. And our immune system and everything else is going to go, well, I don't like that. And we don't want it. But we don't want to talk about that. And we also don't want to talk about the fact that FDA doesn't do a really good job about letting us women know about these different things before they go into our bodies. There's nothing on the black box that says, hey, sit down and tell this individual these are all the things that can happen to her body or their body. Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably not in the the waiver and the contract you sign either. (laughs) I will say, say, and I want to give props to Dr. Nolings here in the area who did the explant for me. There was a thicker... 
um, packet of papers that we went through almost line by line to have the explant. And now I'll say it wasn't, it wasn't this doctor that I, you know, that placed the implants in me, but there was not that type of, you know, sit down, let's talk about this decision that you're making of putting these in there. And oh, by the way, these are the things that can happen to you. Not a bit. Would it have made a difference at the time you got them? Probably. <laughs> you think so? What? I think so. I, think I don't so. know that it would I mean, have with me. I wasn't so hard up on getting them. I just like, oh, I had told myself because, you know, some chump kid when I was in sixth grade told me I was f- like Egypt, flat and dry. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Well, I was always sort of busty. I mean, I was the early bloomer and, you know, all that. But I don't know that if somebody, I got them when I was 25. So I don't know that at that place in life, it would have just been background noise. You know, like them reading you the risk. It's like signing a, you know, riding a roller coaster. Something could happen, but maybe... Most likely it's not, you know, because you're young, you're brave. You're like, oh, well, I was fine. a little older. I was a little older. I was in my later 20s when I made the decision okay. to do it. And, you know, if somebody sat me down and said, I mean, because you're talking to somebody that's never smoked a cigarette. Yeah. Right. So at that point in time, if I had somebody that sat me down, I, I think it would have made an impact. Would have it changed? Sure. A, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You, but it I would know. have been a more informed choice. Yes. Yeah. It would have not me. Oh, I just this is what I want to do. This is, you know, yeah, I want bigger breasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So we're, we're over, we're over on the other side yes. and you're feeling wonderful. I do. I feel really good. Okay. So what is, let's, let's talk about it. So we were talking about like some, you've, you've done some research. Oh yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, what I want to say on, on the back end of this, so this is after the explant. So I've already made my decision that I want them out, Yeah. but it was afterwards now that I've made this choice and now I feel really sorry to my own body. I I did that whole thing. Um, it was like, now what, now what am I dealing with? And I remember just laying in bed after, by the way, thank you to you and Doug for taking care of me. Of course. So it was laying in bed that I was, that I got on Instagram and I started thinking who can help me on the outs on the outskirt of this. Right. And so I had typed into Instagram and up popped a a name that sounded really super familiar to me. Yeah. And so I went to her page, and I will say it's Dr. Amanda Savage Brown. So here's what's really great. She's written this book. It's called Busting Free. So from start to finish, you can, if whether or not you're making the decision to get implants, um, reconstruction, you're getting the explant, whatever it is, whatever, whatever, process or procedure you're going for she's written a book about it just so happens that I went to high school with her isn't that something (laughs) so I got the book and I read it and I think it's fantastic and I think it's one that if anybody's contemplating any aspect of you know doing anything to their breasts I think they should give it a look and then I will say um if you really want to go to a place and, and get some really good information is the holistic beauty coach. Okay. This is something I'm sure you can put in all of your show notes. But um, Yeah, I will. 
she reached out to me after I had the explant and I learned a whole lot more than I ever knew, which only made me feel more secure in the decision that I had made. Mm-hmm. And she works for Dr. Kevin Brenner, okay, who's out in LA, who is, you know, a doctor that's very much informed about breast implant illness as well as the explant procedure and is very vocal. I mean, he's been on Newsweek and he's talked about it at length if anybody is looking for that. What's some, like, if someone's going through something at home or going through something that's listening to this, what are some signs of breast implant illness? Some of the signs, like for me, what I was experiencing was brain fog, chronic fatigue. Um, I was always feeling exhausted and tired. Yeah. Um, There's an array of different symptoms, and every woman is different. Yeah. I know for me, I couldn't sleep. I was dealing with some level of insomnia, which is also very indicative of just the autoimmune disease in general. Yeah. So there's, there's lists out there. There's information out there. Did you find once, now I know you're only a month out, so you really haven't had a lot of time to weigh what, how the effects of having them removed may make you feel better, but have you? do you feel like it's made a difference so far, just For, according to how you feel? How I feel, yes. Okay. You know, I, I, I remember when I talked to Dr. Nolings and, you know, told him my plight and how I was feeling and he was very empathetic and you know he sat me down and he was being very realistic and he said Lee I just want to let you know even if we take these out these breast implants out it, it may not yeah and that's what I was going to solve on. the problem right and at that point I told him I was like they need to come out yeah yeah regardless of whether it solves the problem I know they need to come out I know and I think that's what I want everybody to understand here. And lately I've been harping a lot on a mind body connection. And I think if you're, if you're having issues with, with how you feel and your health and you really sit down with yourself and you go inward and you go through the checklist of what you're doing or, or where this could be coming from, you're going to connect some dots Mm -hmm. and you need to trust that. You know, because your body was telling you to take these out, whether this has to do with the issue or not. And the point I want to make with that is, let's just say that the breast implants didn't have anything to do with your Hajimoto's, but ha- but your body was telling you to take them out, and we and you did, and you may have avoided something even worse by having them taken out. It's the body telling you, "I want these out of my body." You had a strong intuitive message to get these out and i know you're open to this and i don't know if the listeners will be but you know i'm into the woo yeah yeah so after i watched the x plant movie i don't know if it was the night of or maybe a couple nights after that i had a dream and in the dream it would i got the message do this without delay i mean that was the message very distinctly without delay yeah and, and you listened to that. And I listened to it. Matter of yeah. fact, that next morning that I woke up, I called Dr. Nolling's office. Yeah. And I was like, I need to get in. So when you get these messages, everybody, I'm just saying, telling you at home. So when, when you get the, I, I did, a, I actually posted something a couple of weeks back and I said, your body will whisper before it screams. And listen, like when you get these little nudges, like, 
Gosh, I wonder if it's almost like maybe people can relate to this better with food. Like if you eat something and then you don't feel so good and you're like, well, I wonder if that so-and-so, you know what you ate that made you not feel good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you may not want to admit it, but your body knows, your body will tell you it was that whatever you ate for dinner last night didn't agree with me. Your Mm -hmm. body's telling you that. You're not deducting that from reasoning. Your, Your body intuitively says to you, that's not good for me. Do you listen? Well, let's just... This Hashimoto's doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So my body has been whispering to me for a long time. Sure. Yeah. And so. And then it manifested itself into something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, you know, starting to scream at me. Yeah. And I was finally at a place where, okay, I'm going to listen. Yeah. I hear you. Well, autoimmune disease to me, when I, when I think of that, it's, it's you at war with with something that's trying to take over your body so either you're going to take your body back or because you're you're fighting this autoimmune thing right right so you have you've you've allowed that building of that army by not listening to the subtle cues so if you're at home and you're like well you know i have everything they're saying i have these symptoms i'm not telling you it's your breast implants but i'm telling you to to try it, it maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I'm telling you to do some deductive reasoning and really be honest with yourself and go like, what am I doing that can be causing this to go on in my body? Is it my diet? Is it and, and you know, is it my emotions? Is it is it stress? I mean, these are legitimate things, you know. I mean, it's huge. And what I want to add to that because there was some level of that type of deductive reasoning. You know, on the onset when I was diagnosed with the Hashimoto's, I mean, I made major life changes. You know, I had started studying Ayurveda. I had changed my lifestyle, the way that I was living, the way that I was eating. And yes, I do like to imbibe some wine. But, you know, I was making I was making huge changes. And a lot of that was working. But when I started noticing that there was something else happening that's when I was starting to really connect dots. Yeah. And, and like you were saying earlier, it's, it, it may not be the same thing with every woman, but what I would recommend is at least give it the consideration. Yeah, that's all yeah. we're saying here. Don't, like, pull like, the, don't pull the wool over your eyes. Right, and don't automatically go, well, these women said I need to get my breast implants removed because <laughs> no. that's not the case, but, no. but, it, but give it a consideration. Yeah. Yeah, really, really go deep in within yourself. And, you know, is this something you want to continue? Especially being sick isn't fun. No, no, it's not. And, and nobody likes feeling, you know, I, I think the thing for us as women, too, though, is we want to embody this this image of what we think a woman's supposed to look like. Ooh, now you're diving into the book. Am busting I? Free. Yeah, yeah I, I know for me it was. And I was a young woman. I was... I think I was 24, 25, maybe 25. But I had this, I wanted to be Pamela Anderson. I, to a degree, I did, but I didn't. I wanted the ideal body. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, if I just had bigger boobs, it'd be great. And then we got to think about why, why, why is that? Well, why do I, we have think, this culture that for is me, just so it was, boob obsessed? Well, I don't know. I really don't. Because once I got them, I was like, I don't know about all that. But it was what everybody did. You know, it's like you reach a certain age, and if you can afford it, you get your boobs. 
Yeah. It's very common. I mean, it is. It is. It's our it's, culture. It's, to me, it's feel. It's 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 strange. It's it is weird. It's an obsession. It is, and it's this image that we have: this hourglass, this voluptuous, this you know. And we think we want that, and then I, I think that's where it starts. Like, so my point with that is. Be happy with what you got, because I'm telling you, when you go out there and you start body modifying, it's hard to correct. And then you're talking about your flesh. You're talking about surgeries. You're talking about going under the knife. You're talking about being put under anesthesia. You know, all for all for this thing to look a certain way. Well, not only that, but once you get that done the first time, it's not the last time. You know, no. the, you you can get breast implants. Well, now you have to get them, you know, replaced. You have to get. I mean, then later on, you would need to live. And, and then not only that, what if there's a burst? What if there's an issue? So when you make that decision to get the breast implant, it may not be the last time you're having to deal with the breast implant. Yeah, well, that's a that's a given. I mean, they will something. They'll they'll take maintenance eventually. Yeah, you know, they're gonna need help (laughs) or replacements or you know whatever but yeah I think I I think that's where it begins right is do you really want the implants do you really and there's women I get it you know women who reconstructed reconstructed surgery I get it you rock it do your thing but also, they still need to be aware of what what could come as a result of that as well. I mean, you know, I've I've been from having really big boobs with the well. First of all, growing up, I had big boobs. I was the girl. I was the the full figured gal. You know, I was the I, I developed first. You know, I was I was her. So I had big boobs as a kid, or as a kid and as a teenager. And then I got implants after I had kids, so they were even bigger. And then I they burst, and they were still decent because I still had a, a good amount of body weight on me, but they were just saggy, right? They were just saggier. But I could put them in a bra, and they were fine once they were out. And by the time they were out, I was like, good riddance. Um, but then I lost weight, and now I've just got I'm, I'm almost a little bit flat-chested. But I tell you what, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm like, this is great. You know, I can wear more things. Um, I don't know. It's just a new perspective for me with my body. But I feel like this is how it's supposed to be. I was looking at some pictures of me prior to, and this is, I was in the Army. So a lot of the pictures that I have of me, very athletic and toned. And, of course, I didn't have a, a full voluptuous body, but looking back on it and then seeing myself now I'm like what did I not like like what was I so dissatisfied with I mean yeah I'm just it's 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 the it's the thing myself in the ass it's the thing we play in our head like I will be better if I will look better if I will be more desirable if you know it's the it's the constant if if I do this if I change this if I could have this 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 it's we never allow ourselves to just be good enough. You know, we had this discussion. There was another friend of ours over here tonight, and we we had this discussion, and I said, I'm at a place now 
where I can look at a photo of me or I can look at myself in a video and go, fuck yeah, girl, you rocked that shit. Good for you. I'm just now there at 52. And there were times in my life when I would see myself in a photo, you know, like when I was with Lululemon, I would see my my photo and I really couldn't look at it. I would be like, I would find so many things wrong with me on that photo that it would be hard for me to look at. So I just, I couldn't even appreciate that accomplishment because I'd pick myself apart. Mm. And now I'm like, I, I'm, I'm owning it and I love it. And I look at myself and I'm like, you, you're getting there. You are really loving on yourself and good for you. Well, I think every woman should just love on themselves. It's hard to do though. I, I mean, know. you have to, it's a, it seems like it would be the easiest thing to do, but we, it seems like as women, we have to put ourselves through a lot of shit before we get to that place of going, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry I've done this to you. And then once you get past that and you've forgiven yourself, it's like you start to wake up and you, and you just see it differently. And I, I see myself now from, really, from a really loving lens. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing. But, you know, I remember that not being so. And I remember trying to be something other. I, I wanted to be anything other than me mm. at some places right. in life. You know, you just got to do better. I got to do better. I got to work harder. I got to get this. I got to do that. And you can't just be, just be, just be you. You're, you've said a couple of things that I wanted to wrap back around. and yeah. The loving lens and the being. I think that had a, a huge impact on me, you know, going through this process is wanting just to be mm-hmm. and being in a loving place and not even wanting to be impacted by other people's viewpoint. Yeah. And I remember when I finally had made the decision, and it was shortly after, you know, a short... I would say a situationship, not mm. a relationship. Yeah. Where I had made the decision that this is what I wanted to do and I, you know, proposed this and I talked about it with this person and they looked over at me and they said don't do it. And I knew it was at that point that this individual was not my person. But I also know I closed myself off from any future relationships because I wanted to move through this without the potential of it being, I don't know, impacted by another person's perspective. Yeah. Because I know when I originally got the breast implants, it was because of what somebody else said to me. Sure. And I wanted to go through this this whole entire part of the journey without somebody's some things you need to walk alone. Yeah. I, I felt like this is yeah. one of those walk alone yeah. Yeah. I mean, some things you know, this is something you have to do, and you don't want your, your decision polluted with someone else's opinion. Uh, yeah. And, and know that wasn't your person, mm-hmm. because your person would have said, if you need to do this, then that's what you need to do. Right. And I'll be right there by your side. Yeah. And, and I love you anyway. So I was that, that person for myself. <laughs> Hey, and that's how it should be, though. That and, that and that's really how it should be. I mean, and if, you know, if you love yourself to death just the way you are and you have implants, then great. That's wonderful. And we're not really addressing this to you. Yeah. 
we're addressing this to the people that are on the fence about it and 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 they're they're looking into their future and thinking you know for me it was looking into my future too when i wanted mine removed and i'm like i remember there was a part of me that said i want to be complete again mm. i want to be my me again mm-hmm. and i felt like like you said, almost like it was a little bit of armor, like I was carrying around luggage. I wanted to mm-hmm. put it down. Yeah. I wanted it was getting heavy. Very heavy. It was getting heavy and I wanted to put it down and um feel what I felt like without it. Interesting that you say that. The closer that I got to my surgery date, the more that I felt they them, felt heavier. And the yeah. heavier that they were getting to to feel in my body and all I wanted them was just out of yeah. my body. Yeah. You know, it was it was really an interesting um, progression. Yeah, I wasn't for me. I wasn't sure how it was going to be done because mine mine burst during a yoga class, and I was doing a pose, and it was a chest press like a puppy pose. I was pushing my and I, I think really I was trying to bust them. If I, I I mean that wasn't intentional, but I know somewhere in the back of my mind that common sense would tell me I probably shouldn't do this pose because it it could rep- it could cause a problem right but I did it anyway and I think and that's me with my yoga mind like if I wrap my head around the fact that I think I can do it I will do it regardless so it was one of those things I'm like oh I'll do this whatever and I felt this it, there wasn't a sound but it was like this There was this release. Like a flattened tire. Yeah, there was this release (laughs) in my chest. And then I felt this warmth kind of go through my chest. And I was like, oh, no. And then I kind of felt something on the other side, but it wasn't as intense. And I was like, oh, no. And I I continued teaching. And then when I stood up at one point in the class, I kind of pushed on the top of my breast, and I felt this squishy like I could feel that I had pushed some fluid out and I was like, oh my God, they're, I busted them. And I went home and I took a shower and I was pushing. I could feel fluid push out when I pushed on one. So one had completely leaked itself out and I had saline. So that's okay, good. Okay, I was going to ask. But the other one had like a slow leak in it because I could push it and you could feel that it was something was going on there. Um, we didn't have any savings or any money at that point. I mean, mm. we, you know, we were doing all right, but we were living, you know, month to month, pretty much. We were getting new businesses off the ground and everything we made was going back into our business. We didn't have a big reserve list or savings, let's say that. And uh, I thought, how am I going to do this? Like, because insurance doesn't cover this. No, this. it does not. Um, you're going to pay for this. So I was like, where am I going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just started shopping around and a lot of plastic surgeons won't just take them out unless you replace them. So that took, took some right off the list. And for some of them, they would do it, but it would actually cost more than if you had your implants replaced, which I couldn't wrap my head around that because I wasn't getting anything walking out of there. I mean, I was like, leaving there flat chested so why is this going to cost me so much and then I realized well I thought well shit I can't even afford the anesthesia so what am I going to do so I I asked around I found somebody and I went and had a consultation and I said 
can we do this without putting me under? Mm. And he goes, I can give you local anesthesia, which he said, your chest will be numb. You won't feel it, but you'll be wide awake. You're pretty badass. And I thought they knocked my ass out. I I remember thinking, I have to. I have to. I can't come up with this money. I'm not, you know, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to ask somebody if I can borrow this money. I've got to do this. And um, he assured me it was safe and I'd be all right. You know, he said, as long as you can keep calm. And I said, I've been in really high stress situations. I'm the queen of calm. I got it. And I, I went into his office. It was an in-office procedure. He numbed my chest up, and my scar is under breast. Mm-hmm. And he s- just sliced that open and peeled my breast up a little bit and went in there with forceps and started tugging. And the, the, the pressure of these things that had been in my body for 20s and encapsulated a little bit of tissue and stuff. So there was a lot of ripping. Yeah. There was pulling. Um, there was one one point where he was pulling so hard, he literally like put his foot on the table as to get leverage to kind of pull this stuff out. And I'm amazed. I'm like, and I'm doing my breathing exercises. I'm mm-hmm. like, and I took a friend with me. And I asked her, I said, do you want to come in, in here with me? And she goes, oh, yeah, this will be cool. I'm all I'm like, excited about it. And I looked over, and she was white as the wall. And I thought she was about to You're pass out. You're doing really well. And I looked at her. Two I, thumbs up. Yeah, I said, are you okay? And, and she goes, thumbs up. She gave me the thumbs up. And, but um, it, w- it was intense. It was intense. And I'm sitting there through all this, and I'm like, what the hell? Why the hell? I'm just thinking about all the shit I've put myself through, you know? And I'm thinking, as, as brutal as this is at this moment, this might be one of the smartest things you've ever done. So they came out, and um, he sewed me right up. And, I, you know, I, I was back to work the next day. It was pretty crazy. And I was, but I was a little overdriven at that time it probably wasn't the best idea for me um but yeah i was i was right back at it but that was how much i wanted them out like asap and keep in mind they had busted so right right, they they really needed to come out well i'm that's a very badass story i know i got i wouldn't expect anything else from you girl but what i will say is my doctor did it i'm glad it was underneath yeah you know scars underneath and uh, he said hey take four weeks off don't use your (laughs) arms no yoga yeah i was like yes sir (laughs) i I know my doctor told me to take it easy and not to do anything for a few weeks and i was like yeah whatever i'm fine no no Um, i was listening because i did not want to go back and see him yeah i was careful i say i'm all you know that i go rogue on these things but i'm very careful like i'm not being crazy like when i say i was back to work i was verbally teaching classes i was walking the room my hands were to my sides like I was smart. Right. I wasn't like doing chatterongas and no. craziness like that. I was I was my I was being a good girl, but I had to go right back. Right. And that was one reason the general I mean the local anesthesia worked for me because general anesthesia just knocks my ass out for days. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes me a while to get get over that. That's I hate it. 
so the local was was okay for me but um yeah that's how bad I wanted them out and I remember I got in the car with Jessica she was taking me home and she she literally she was still white in the face because she was still like I don't know in shock would you ask her if you could drive for her (laughs) and she looked over at me and she goes you are the most badass woman I have ever met in my life and I thought okay I just I was just like okay I did it I got you know I got through it it's it's fine and they're gone and it's over but um don't regret it no I don't regret it I don't it's yeah, just for those of you out there, if you're no matter what age you are, young, middle age, old, whatever it is, if you're considering implants, listen to this first. Mm, yeah, and there's and, plenty of yeah. Do some research. Research out there. Make that books. informed decision. Make that yeah. informed decision because there is information out there now. Watch that movie Explants. Yeah. It's a documentary on Netflix. Watch that. Leah's mentioned a few few resources for you to look out to look out for, and if you're just not feeling well, you know, just make it a consideration, something to put on the list to investigate. Yeah, and sit down with yourself and and feel them and and connect to your body and ask start to ask yourself like. I, I know for me, like if I have certain questions for myself, sometimes I'll put my hand on my heart and I'll just sit down and talk to myself and and really see if that resonates with me. And if and if you do that and your highest self is saying, it could be the implants. Mm. Don't ignore it. Yeah. Just don't ignore it. Check it out. Go to go to a doctor that's gonna listen to you. You know? Do you think those are out there, that there's going to be the doctors that are really going to listen? I think it's going to happen. I do. And if not there, I know there's enough doctors and enough individuals that are wanting at least the the warnings put on the, you know, the implants themselves and the doctors share those, you know. Yeah, be a little the, more forthcoming yeah. with what the possibilities. And I, 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 and I, I don't think it's like everybody is anti am, implants. It's like, hey, you need to let people know. Sure, this is what can happen in the future, and this is what you may. need to be on the lookout for. Correct. Yeah, because I'm not anti implant. No, right. I'm anti implant for me. Correct. For my body, for my person, but. It's like we said when we opened up. What a woman chooses to do with her body is is her business, and I honor that a hundred percent. But those of you who do have implants, if you if you start feeling off or a little unwell, and you can't put your finger on what it is, and it can't be easily diagnosed, you might want to consider the implants as a possibility for what it could be. Correct, and that's just. Leah and I sitting here looking out for you, saying maybe you might want to, you know, if, if get you that thought. get that get that checked out for yeah. sure. Do Do you have anything else you want to throw in here? I do, and uh, and a lot of it is more uh, on a personal level here. Yeah. And I, I made a comment where it says, you know, I was walking this journey alone, and not all of that journey was it alone. And I will say, during the explant, I will give thanks, big thanks to. Mom and Dad, yeah, they were there for me, and yeah. you and Doug. And I will give a big props for my advanced yoga class. You guys know who you are. Thank you for being there for me, 
And uh, I'm really super appreciative of those that have been supportive of this journey that I'm on. Yeah. And people who love you are. Oh, yeah. You know, and 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 pay attention to those people, too, because when you're doing things like this where you're altering this external self for internal purposes, who's there to give you that sort of love and reassurance and to tell you that I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. That was the best part. I will tell you the truth. There were some that came forward that surprised. Yeah. And that's always great, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Those little surprises like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, I didn't know. Yeah. But I'm glad to know. Yeah. It's all good. Absolutely. So just consider all this knowledge. And there, it's good knowledge to have. It's good good to have in the back of your mind because our health is I always say if you don't have your health you really don't have nothing you know and and we got to look out for ourselves and look out for each other and share this information when you have it and if there's a path you've been down that could help shine some light on on it for something else then that's that's what we need to do thank you Kathy for doing this you're welcome darling you know I love you I love you too it's all good so, us ex-plants, we're just going to march our <laughs> tiny little titty dasses out of here now. <laughs> yes. Now that we've spread the word, it's yes. all good. And I got my itty-bitty titty committee oh, care package. We should get Yeah, care package in the mail. So Should we get t-shirts that say ex-plants? <laughs> I don't know, or just and wear our to little, the itty-bitty titty committee. Yeah, and wear our little bitty push-up bras. <laughs> We would be. Um, we might start a trend. You we, never we know. Could, we could. Talk, we could we start could, a trend. Totally. All right. Yeah. So if y'all see us walking around with an explant shirt on, you're going to know all about. You'll understand. What it's about. Yeah, for sure. Come and sign it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you find this useful, and I will talk to you soon. Namaste. Mm-hmm.